brothers and sisters, that passage from the Acts of the Apostles that we just read invites us uh, to be witnesses. Um, It's interesting because the Lord never willed uh, that, uh, that everyone would see him after he rose from the dead. Uh, only such witnesses as he had chosen beforehand were um, were given the 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 gift of being able to uh, see him uh, risen from the dead. But that shouldn't that shouldn't cause us uh, consternation or cause us like a sense of loss. No, no, no. God gives us the gift of faith. So through which we would we are able to know uh, that he is the Lord. We are able to know that uh, the Lord is risen. That's the you know one of the, the the principal articles of the faith is that that Jesus Christ died for our sins, but he is risen for our salvation. See, I think we talk a lot about um, we talk a lot about the the passion and the death of our Lord. And rightfully so. We we should. Um, Jesus Christ, right? He died for our sins, right? That, that's the, the, the whole kind of um, uh, reason he came was to, to come to die for our sins. But that doesn't encompass everything that he came for, right? He came to die for us, but he also came for us he came for you and I that we might rise with him. So why does Jesus rise from the dead? Well, he rises from the dead and, and goes to those people to give us hope, right? To, to grant us hope. In the readings for today's Mass, um, we hear the story every, every Sunday, every uh, second Sunday of Easter or Divine Mercy Sunday. We hear that wonderful story of how uh, Thomas was um, was not present when the Lord initially uh, came to all the apostles, right? And it's kind of interesting because um, by this point, right, in the evening of the first day of the week, which is a Sunday, they would have already heard Mary Magdalene's and the, and the other Mary's um, testimony, to the to the risenness uh, of the Lord, that the Lord had risen, they would have Peter and John would have already run to the tomb and seen the empty tomb. But it takes Jesus coming to them for them to believe. See, uh, Thomas isn't that different from all of the other apostles, right? They, um, the, the apostles told Thomas or the, the, the 11 or the 10 that were there told Thomas, the Lord is risen. And Thomas said, I won't believe unless I see it. But what had the apostles just done, right? They, Mary Magdalene had told them, go to Galilee. He's going to follow, go, go before you to Galilee. So we shouldn't we shouldn't um, 
disparage Thomas too much, right? Because the other ten apostles were in the same in the same boat. I mean, and to be quite honest, maybe we we probably all would be in that same boat. But the gift of faith is given to us, brothers and sisters, so that we might know with certainty that the Lord is risen from the dead. Um, Christ rises from the dead to give us hope. Right? Not not hope in the sense of like, I hope that I have a good dinner tonight or or not even hope uh, that I hope that this quarantine ends soon, right? I mean, those are good things, but they're not, they, that, that's not the type of hope that the Lord is giving. No, the, the type of hope that the Lord is giving us is a hope uh, for our rising with him on the last day. Right? That's what the Lord is teaching us. Because where the master goes, so also follows the disciple. It's interesting, um, a couple things from the gospel this morning uh, stick out to me. Um, first of all, the Lord comes when the doors are locked. It's an interesting detail, right? And why are the doors locked? Well, the doors are locked because the uh, disciples are afraid. They're afraid of the Romans. They're afraid that what happened to Jesus will happen to them. And it's not an unreasonable fear, right? I mean, there was tumult in the city. Um, the tomb was empty. Uh, so they could have thought, well, maybe... Maybe uh, the Pontius Pilate's going to think that we stole the body of Jesus to to do this kind of um, craziness, and and uh, they're scared. They're scared. Um, and it makes me think, brothers and sisters, what are the, you know, what are the locks on our heart, right? Because the Lord, we we can think about all those things, and and. You know, sometimes it's good to 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 kind of um, to recognize those things and to work on them. Um, but here's the thing: the locked door didn't stop Jesus from coming to his disciples. The locked door, he passed right through it. The locked doors on you and I's heart, Jesus will shatter them. Now, of course, when he shatters, when he when he gives us that chance, we still have to receive that grace. There's a great mystery there of, of our own free will. Faith is a free act of our will. Hope is is something, um, but it's it's something that's given to us first. And so, you and I can have um, great hope. That no matter what, no matter what's going on, no matter our fears or our sorrows uh, or what we've gone through, there is no obstacle to God's mercy in our life. There's no obstacle to the presence of the Lord in our life that's too big for him to come to surmount, right? He can surpass it all. So, uh, brothers and sisters... Make sure you, you recognize that, right? Give that to the Lord. Whatever, whatever the lock is on, on your heart, let him have it. Um, and and he, he's breaking that down already. God is already working out our salvation, you and I's salvation, 
long before we are consciously aware of it. This is the mystery of providence. The other aspect of hope that I think that the the story um, in the gospel today tells us about is this. Um, Jesus appears and and Jesus' risen body, right? Because he has a real body. You think about the, the, the many appearances of Christ. In fact, the gospel writers are making it really clear that this is a real body. This is, he's not just some spirit, right? No, no, no. It's, it's a real flesh and blood body like you and I's body. Now, it's, it's different in some ways, but the gospel writers make, make it clear that he can eat, right? That, that the apostles can touch him, that uh, all these things that, that we know um, they're trying to show us that he is risen in his body. But here's, here's something really interesting to me. The risen body of the Lord, which is risen for the glory of God and for our salvation, still bears the wounds of his crucifixion. It bears the wounds of his crucifixion. Now think about that, brothers and sisters. Those wounds were imposed shamefully. Now, Christ didn't sin, right? He, 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 never, he never sinned. He didn't do anything wrong. But he was wounded from our sins, right? The, the wounds of Christ are the effects of our sins in a very real way. But they continue on his body. Now, why is that? Now, Thomas Aquinas says that the, the wounds of Christ are not are no longer in his risen body a source of shame, but are a source of glory. They're, they redound to the glory of God because they remind us each time we see them of the price that was paid for our sins. But not in a way that that causes us shame or, or, or pain or, or something like that. No, no, no. In a way that that shows the magnificent love that God has for you and I. The great gift of mercy that is given to you and I. It's proof, positive. Look at my hands. Look at my side, right? That God loves us, which endures for all eternity because the risen Lord Jesus ascended into heaven bodily. And so for all eternity before in within the Trinity itself, there's this human wounded body, right? That shows the love of God for humankind. For you and for me. What does this mean for us, brothers and sisters? Well, okay, the, the wounds of Christ were, <clears throat> were the effect of sin, right? And you and I are also wounded 
you and I are also wounded by sin. Whether that sin is from ourselves, I mean, we've all done things that we regret. We've all done things that have wounded ourselves. Or whether those wounds come from someone else, someone else's sin. We've all been affected by that. All of us bear marks of sin. What the risen Lord Jesus shows us is he gives us hope that those places of sin, those places of darkness, will be transformed gloriously into places which redound to the glory of God. That God himself will use the discordant notes of our life right, to create a resolution that is far more glorious than would have been possible otherwise. Not that God ever wills sin, but that he can, with the cross and the resurrection, with the wounds prove us, is that, that he can use the effects of sin for his glory and our sanctification. There's one other thing that, that it uh, kind of uh, helps us recognize, and that's this. That those wounds that we carry, brothers and sisters, the wounds we carry, just as the wounds that Christ carry, are the source of salvation for others. Because we carry, when they're transformed, when we love the Lord and the Lord loves us, and we work hard to, to dive deeply into those wounds, when we hide ourselves in His own wounds, and those wounds that we carry become His wounds, and His wounds become our wounds, they become places where we can Show the mercy that we have received to others. Think of what the Lord did today for Thomas. He showed him the wounds of his crucifixion. Showed him the proof positive of his love. You and I, says St. Paul, we carry around in our bodies, if, if we're following the Lord truly, Right? We've died with him and we've risen with him in baptism already. So we carry the marks of the crucified one wherever we go. If that's true, then those marks, those wounds, whatever we've gone through, they become places where we can show the mercy of God to other people. Because No one can give mercy who has never received mercy. If we haven't received mercy, we can't give it. But when we allow mercy to come into our lives, when we allow the Lord to transform those places, the darkness, the addiction, the the sin, whatever, whatever it is, it can be a place where we give Him glory. And bring others to sanctify, to be sanctified by him. Through our witness, we carry the Lord Jesus in our bodies. We carry him no matter where we are because we are baptized into his death and resurrection. This is the majesty, the providence, the goodness, 
and the charity of our Lord.